receive a sense of that anointing. Just take your seats. And last Sunday, God began to visit us in a profound way. Amen. And I think we need to just keep on that. You know, if God wants to come like that, then we've got to be with Him. Who agrees with that? Amen. And last Sunday night, we just left some time for people to just spend time with God like that. I mean, we don't know what God is doing. You know, we're just there. Some people go, oh, this is boring, you know, just being quiet. But you don't know what God is doing in heart. You see, we as men, as human beings, we can bring what we think needs to happen in a meeting. And maybe we would minister to one or two people if we were just doing what we thought needed to be done. But when we allow God to come, when we allow the Holy Spirit to come, every knee gets met. Every heart gets touched. Every question is answered. Every body gets healed. Every mind gets peace. Relationships are restored. And God works. Amen? And last Sunday night, when we left time for God to work, Jessica was just, this is Jessica, my daughter, was just, thank you, worship team, you can sit down. Jessica was in the presence of God, just waiting on God, just in that place. And she felt God, she sensed God, and then she just came home and just wrote a song, just from beginning to end, just wrote a song. And I wanted to sing that for you this morning. You can close your eyes if you like and just listen, hear the heart of God this morning. Just hear him, amen. Just hear him, hear him.
Isn't that gorgeous? Isn't that beautiful? Thanks, darling. It's a brave thing to do. She's a closet singer, Jessica. Who reckons she should come out of the closet? <laughs> Time, Jessie. That voice is that anointing. It's too special, isn't it? You know, the Bible says this in Hebrews 13 and verse 10. That God is the same yesterday, today and forever. The same God of yesterday, same God who is today and the same God is, who is forever is with us now. The God, the eternal God 
the God of all creation, is with us right now. But the thing is this, that God, he doesn't live in time, right? So it's very hard for us to imagine how, where God is and how God is because he doesn't live in time. We, on the other hand, live in time. So we've got to watch. We're regulated by time. We have night time. We have morning. We have this is the time I go to work. This is the time I do. This is the time. But God is not regulated by time. There is no time in God. God is outside of time. And so there's God outside of time in the, in the arena, in the area of the supernatural all around us. And then we're in time. And we're walking through time. And God is there outside of time. And there's these divine moments when that place of no time and this place of time connect and meet. And there's a divine meeting, a divine encounter between God and between man. And God is wanting you to stop in time so that you can find where he is not in time. Do you understand that? You're all looking at me. A few people are going, yes, I understand that. A few aren't. See, God never changes. But because we live in time, we change. Time changes us. Amen? Doesn't it, Gail? Those of us who are going through menopause or early menopause would know that time definitely changes us. (laughs) Sometimes we become different people even, don't we? Time changes us. So we're kind of... We're kind of in this place where our time changes us. So different circumstances, different places, different opportunities. So when I first found God, I was a young, impressionable girl and I had the whole world in front of me. And then things begin to change. You get married, things change. I've changed. God hasn't changed. Then I have babies. I change. Yeah. Change. Your life changes when you've got kids around you. Things change around you. You know what I mean? Kids are different. When you have kids, life changes, right? Is that right? I'm looking at Katie and Jeff because they've got another one. And life changes. And so we change, but God doesn't change. God is the same yesterday today and forever and in all our changing and in all our in our racing of life in our life experiences God is always just waiting he watches us getting married and he waits he watches us having children and he waits he watches us finishing school he waits he watches us getting a new car Dan nice car out in the car park there and he waits He watches us getting jobs. He waits. He watches us getting sick. He waits. He watches us feeling well. He waits. He's always just there outside of time waiting for man to connect with him. So with a God that never changes and us that are always changing, how do we connect the dots? How do we find this place in God where we can just stop and come into a place where there's no time. Has anyone ever had that feeling? 
Anyone ever had that feeling when I had it last night? Like I was just in my room and I'm praying, I'm feeling nothing. I'm still in time. God is still in his no time. And God is there and God is in the atmosphere and I'm in my time and I'm praying but my mind is still in my time. My mind is still thinking all the things that I should be doing, shouldn't be doing. My mind is thinking, where are the kids? What are they doing? How is Phil going? What's happening up there? How's the men's meeting going? He preached at a men's meeting last night and this morning he's preaching in a church and my mind is doing all that stuff and I'm, I'm there and I'm waiting I'm waiting for that divine moment where I can connect with a God who is outside of time and I'm trying to get out of my time. Do you understand? And I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm praying and I'm worshipping and I'm still feeling nothing and I know that there is a breakthrough there and I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till he comes. So I put some different music on, try and change the atmosphere, light a few candles, do whatever it takes, do you know what I'm saying, to press in and find God. And then my mind starts to say, you know, you could go and just watch the movie with the kids, you know. It's, you know, just chill out, just have some time. You, you deserve some time out. And No, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for God. And then there comes that moment. It's like a moment when time stops. And you enter into a zone where there is no time. You enter into a place where there is no one else. There is no noise. Suddenly you can't hear the noise around you. You can't hear the television downstairs. You can't hear the dog barking outside. Suddenly there's this place where you are, you've actually entered into a place where God lives. And he's entered into the place where you live and you've joined the dots and connected those two places. And it's in that place that God wants to meet with us. And, and our lives are getting busier and busier and busier and more complicated. And the changes in our life take us through different places where we find it hard to just stop and be with God. But if we can press into that place, we'll find him. Amen. How do we press into that place? I mean, Luke was saying it just now. In Exodus 16, in the wilderness, it says that God provided fresh manna every morning. Every morning there was fresh manna for his people. And do you know that every day there is fresh manna for you to eat with God? Every day there's something fresh. It says that his mercies are new every morning. Lamentations 3.11. His mercies are new every morning. So every morning, every day, there is something fresh for you to experience in God. There's another dimension of God that he wants to open up to you There's another place in you that he wants to grab hold of, to heal, to change, to develop, to grow. There's another place in your heart that he wants to fill with his love. And what happened yesterday, he wants to take you today and make it new because it's new every morning. Every morning his mercies are new. And so if we can be like the children of Israel and say, let's go and grab our fresh manna today. Let's go and get something fresh from God today. Do you know if they tried to keep that manna? Who knows what manna is? It's like bread that fell out of heaven and it fed them while they were in the wilderness. It was a, it was a holy provision of God and it was miraculous. But they were told not to store it, not to keep it for tomorrow because if they did, I mean, you know, our bread goes mouldy but theirs would get maggots. 
like literally have maggots crawling out of it. And it would just be inedible. They wouldn't be able to even touch it. And sometimes when we go to God and, and we face life, we're facing life with, with old manner. We're facing our circumstances with old manner. And we've got nothing fresh in our lives to bring. But God wants to give you something fresh every morning. Not old manner, but today's manner. And so there in the... You're a visitor. What's your name? Sorry? Rex? Rex, there's fresh manna for you. And I, and I think that you've been hungry for some time. You know, you've been asking a lot of questions of God. There's a lot of questions in your head, you know. Where am I now? What is my life doing now? You're in a place of change. You know, like the changes I'm talking about, the changes in our lives where our lives are progressively changing. And you're in that place right now and you're saying, God, I've got to find some answers for my life right now, in this place, right now in this time. And the questions that you've asked so many, it's like I can hear them all just ringing in heaven. And they're going around in circles and around in circles because there's much confusion in your questions. God is saying this, Son, I hear you. And right now I see him gathering up all those questions. I see him, gather, I see him wrapping his arms around those questions. He's bringing them close and he's placing them in his own heart. And he's saying, God, God is saying to his Son, I hear you. I hear your questions and I am a God who answers. I am a God who speaks to you. Amen. And God's going to begin to speak to you. He said that there's ten specific questions. And those ten specific questions, there's eight that he will answer very soon. There's two that will take a little while to unfold. He said about two years. Two of the questions that you've asked him will take about two years to unfold. But don't, don't, don't be afraid or dismayed in that time. Eight of them he will answer quickly. And he will answer so quickly that you'll be blown away. You say, God really does love me. And he wants you to know that he sees you. He sees your situation. He sees you. And he want, we will unravel it. Amen. And Anna, you're going home. You're leaving us. Come here. She's going home to Africa. Going to leave us this Thursday, Anna? This Thursday? You're leaving? Come here. Thank you, Lord. Someone just stand with Anna, please. Anna, you are a mother. You are a mother in the natural realm. You're a mother and a grandmother, but in the spiritual realm. And the Lord says this, it will be difficult to leave your family and to go, but the Lord has work for you to do. There are family that he wants to give you. There are ones that do not have the mother's love, the grandmother's love. And in these days, I will enlarge your heart. I will enlarge your heart like I enlarge a tent. Stretch forth your tent pegs, says the Lord, Isaiah 54. For I am enlarging you. I'm making the place and the capacity of love in your heart bigger than it has ever been. And you will become a mother to many. Many children are orphaned. Many young people are without parents. And they'll call you Nana. And they'll come. And they'll sit at your feet and they'll listen to your wisdom. 
and I'll lean against your breasts like your own children and I'll look into your eyes and they'll receive the love that they would never receive if Nana wasn't there. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you would touch Anna and you would give her the gift to see, just like Anna, the prophetess, saw Jesus, the Messiah, in the temple. So you, Anna, will see Jesus, the Messiah, in your people. You will see him in your people. And you will be his hands and you will be his feet and you will be the love that he gives to his people. Lord, we release her in Jesus' name to love the people that you give her and to make a difference in her world. We ask protection over her trip. We ask, Lord, that you would heal the hearts of her family as she leaves. Father, you would give her divine connections in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Come back and see us soon. Yeah? So there's those divine moments. There's those times. What does she do? Isn't she beautiful? There's those divine moments. Who knows why God brought Anna to Australia? Yes, to see her family, but there's other reasons as well. Isn't that right, Anna? Anna's been a blessing to me while she's been here. She's been praying for me. She's been giving me hugs. It's so beautiful to have that mother's heart. In Jesus' name. So we live in the now of God. We wait for the now of God. Many people live in the past of God. That past touch, you know. That past place. I mean, I've had incredible times in God. Where if I look back through my diaries, it blows my mind. Of the things that God has done in my life. The things that I have seen. I mean, I have stood in the presence of an angel that was taller than this building and seen him, and he has spoken to me. And I've heard amazing things from the throne room of God. I've been transported to the throne of God and actually stood before the throne of God in my physical body and stood there as I looked all around me at at saints worshipping God at the throne of God, and I'm in my normal clothes. And God has touched me and told me to walk in those places with him as I am now. I've seen mysteries, I've seen healings, I've seen God work in amazing ways. I've seen God take me from glory to glory. He's healed my heart. He's taken the broken pieces of my life. He's put them together. He's healed my body numerous times. So many times that sometimes I even forget how amazing and miraculous that he is. Amen? And we need to remind ourselves of those things continuously remind ourselves of the places that we've been and what we've seen in God, but we cannot live there. I can't live on yesterday's manner. I don't know about you, but I feel a hunger in my heart to find God in now, in the now. I want to live in the now of God, not the yesterday of God. Some people then live in their tomorrows. No, one day I'm going to be this. One day I'm going to do that. One day I'm going to be there. 
I've seen people so live in the place where that one day I'm going to travel the nations and I'm going to be a great evangelist, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, but they won't even serve at the door of the house because they've got this great futuristic calling on their lives that they can't even live in the now, in the practical. You know, God doesn't want us to live there and God doesn't want us to live there. Although we remember here and we tell our children about it, and we love God where he was. And we dream of here and we have visions for a future and a hope. And God gives us things that we press towards because without vision we perish. But right now, here in this place, who are you when you stand before God? What does God want to give you today, right now, in this place? What dreams, what visions will he plant for a future? What memories will he give you of a past? But what is he saying right now in this place? Right now. You know, I was thinking about a man who visited our church. He visited our church, I think, once or twice with some friends. He had a wife and at that time two little kitties. And God was calling him right then, now, in that now moment. God was calling him and Pastor Phil didn't all to call and his friends that brought him to church were urging him, you know, why don't you go out? Why don't you give your heart to Jesus? And he's saying, oh, not now. Not now, maybe later. I'm not quite ready now. And God was right there in his now waiting for that man. And then his friends were urging him, come back to church and and Pastor Phil was texting him because Pastor Phil had him on his heart. He said, I've got this guy on my heart. I just can't get him off my heart. And he's texting him and he's saying, please come to this men's meeting with me. Please come back to church. Do you want to have a coffee? This guy was just going, not now. Not right now. Now, I don't know what happened to him and, and so I can't judge that. But he moved with his wife, two little kids, and his wife fell pregnant again. They were going to have a little baby. They moved to Queensland and he still hadn't gone to church. He still wasn't in that place of the now. And last week, he was playing soccer on a soccer field, 37 years old. Fell over on the soccer field, had a massive heart attack and died. At 37. It's not the sort of thing that you think is going to happen to a 37-year-old. Do you understand? No, I don't know at that moment where he was in God. We don't know if he's laying on the soccer field and finally it clicks and he goes, I say yes. It happens a lot. Do you know what I mean? But what I'm saying is that man was going to live in a future. Yeah, down there I'll give my heart to God, but right now I'm only 37. I'll just live a bit of life and not now, God. But you see, there's a now in God for you. There's a now in God for every one of us where he wants to say and do things in our lives right now, right now, that are just as important. Amen? How important would it have been for that man to say to God, okay, now I'm listening. Maybe circumstances would have been completely different. Maybe things would have been different. How different would things be in your life right now if you said to God, okay, right now? 
Right now I want to get into that place where words just aren't enough, where I just want to rest in you. You know, Peter, I know, you know, losing your wife was an incredible, I can't even imagine the pain of that or getting up and living after that. But God is in in the now right now for you, right now in this place, right now in this moment, God is with you. And, the, and the, the hole that your wife left, you fill it with her memories. Fill it up with all the beautiful things that you did with your wife, but fill it with God. And God's going to speak to you right now, in the now. Who are you now? Who are you without her? Who are you now? Why are you here and she's not? There's a reason. And God's going to show you a reason not just for existing but for living. Amen. And as God speaks to you about that reason for living, you'll be able to rise up out of grief and begin to see again and begin to see things in colour again. Amen. And God's going to begin to take you into that place. If you'll make those opportunities and those moments for those nows, those now moments in God, he's going to speak to you. And Bruce, also with you, there's a place in the now. I just want to pray for you, Bruce. Is that all right? Come on, come on out here. There's a place in the now, Bruce. There's a place in the now in God right now. In fact, right now, right this very minute, right this second, God is visiting you right now. Just stretch your hands towards Bruce. Right this second, right now, he's going to say something to you that is going to profoundly blow you away. And it's not going to be through my mouth. It's going to be straight to your ear. bring you into the future to live in the now. Touching God. Touching Jesus. Touching you. Touching you. Touching you. Jesus name. Jesus name. Jesus name. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit come. Holy Spirit come. Holy Spirit come. Ben, can you come put just my hands on you? Thank you, Father. Actually, I would love to pray for this couple, if that's okay. Can I pray for both of you? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Do you want to come sing that song for us again, Jess?
Well, 29 years married they are and God is about to do a new thing in your marriage. There's, he's, you know, there's lots of other things he's doing in your lives but he's about to like romance. He's going to put romance back. Amen. And he wants you to make opportunities for romance to flourish. Amen. Because you've got to, you've got, I see a bottleneck. There's like, you know, a bottleneck. You've got to a place where you're trying to squeeze into life what you think it should be. But God wants to bust you out. He wants to take you out of your limitations of your thinking and give you a new place. And he's going to start off by giving you romance. Amen. You're going to fall in love with her again. She's going to fall in love with you again. And you're going to remember why you fell in love in the first place before all the kids and the stuff and the problems and that, that seems to just consume you. You know what I mean? They consume you. It's all you talk about. It's all you think about together is the problems and the kids and the stuff. And but God wants you to have time just for you, just for the two of you. And he's going to bring great healing. Just, you know, get away. My husband and I just bought a caravan. Yeah. And we just, when we can, we try. We jump in that thing and just go. You know what I mean? And it's just me and him and it's such a weird thing just being us two when it's been all of us for so long. But we're re-establishing our romance and our relationship. God wants you to do that you're going to look in her eyes, you're going to remember why you married her and you're going to start to talk about each other for a change instead of just the kids and the problems and the bills and all that. Amen. It's time to take a breath. It's time to live. God wants you to live and have fun and revisit those places that used to make you live in the old days. <laughs> so my kids say in the old days, mum. Revisit those places that used to make you live. You know, whether it be music, whether it be, you know, beach, what, what used to make you live. Go and do it. If it's country music, go to Tamworth. If it's definitely not country music. <laughs> but find it. You know what I'm saying? Find yourselves again. You got lost somewhere. Find yourselves in God. Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour? Amen. Just pray with me right now. Say, Jesus, we commit our future to you. We commit our lives to you. We commit our marriage to you. We commit our love to you. We ask that you would rekindle the fire and passion for you and for each other. In Jesus' name. Touch them, Lord. Touch you. Touch you. Touch you. Thank you that he'll hear your voice. She'll hear your voice. Thank you for the hunger in this heart. Hunger to find you. Jesus. Joe and David, you just come pray for these guys. Just wait down they're going to pray for you. David around. Oh, he's there. I was prophetic. Just in closing, there was something that God showed me that made me speak about this and I know it's not a profound message. I know that you know it's it's not, you know, theologically 
but there's something that God showed me in this. And many of us live in the omnipresence of God. The omnipresence of God is the presence of God found everywhere. You can find the presence of God everywhere because God is everywhere. God is in everything. You can find the omnipresence of God just walking out in the park and seeing the sun. But there's a place of the manifest presence of God where God wants to actually manifest himself to you. And that's where God is drawing his people. Amen. Psalm 14.2 says, The Lord looks down from heaven on the sons of men to see if there are any who understand, if there are any who seek God. Psalm 63.1, O God, you are my God and earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and a weary land where there is no water. Proverbs 8.17, I love those who love me and those who seek me will find me. Amen. Isaiah 55, 6, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near, while he is in the now. Jeremiah 29, 13, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says God. And this whole message came out of this. And I was just praying, I was laying in bed praying and I just saw this massive hand. I said, God, is what is that? And he said, tell the people that I hold them in the palm of my hand. And if they would stay in that place, if they would stay in that place in the very palm of my hand, that when I stretch forth my hand, they would be in my perfect will. When I go to move my hand, because the scriptures are full, if you look in, in um, Psalms and just do a, do a search on the right hand of God there are so many scriptures about God moving his right hand about the right hand of God moving, about the right hand of God touching about the right hand of God moving situations and I saw the right hand of God and I saw you singularly sitting in the, in the palm of God's hand and then I saw him moving his hand And I saw things begin to happen in the earth as you, in the centre of God's will, in the palm of his hand, were moved to do things for him and his glory. Amen. And if you would be in that now of God, not in the yesterday, not in the tomorrow, but in the now of God, if you would just meet God in that place, then you would be in the palm of his hand, in the centre of his will, and you would hear the now word. Amen. Amen. Just sing that chorus, Jess.
teach us how to be in the now in God. Amen. How to find those divine opportune moments just to be with you, just to touch you, God, and to hear your word for the now. Let us not put off to tomorrow. Let's not live in the past, but let us find you in the now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So let me encourage you, take time out. Make time for God. Luke 10, it says that Martha and Mary were in the very presence of Jesus. But it says Martha was distracted by many things. Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and waited on him. And Jesus says, Mary has chosen the better way. I encourage you this week, find the better way. Choose the better way. Sit at the feet of Jesus and find the now word of God for your life. And if you're coming back to church tonight, come back tonight with a heart that just longs to seek God and find God. And Pastor Phil's preaching a series at the moment, A Conversation with God. Awesome series. It's so good, isn't it? And so if you want to come back tonight and hear the next part of that series, you can. We'd love to have you. And there's coffee and tea at the back. Why don't you hug three or four people before you go and say, wow, I want God so bad. Amen.